The shortage of infant formula in the U.S. continues to be a big issue. They just received a whole bunch from Australia, flowing in from Australia. That's how bad it's been for the United States. Uh, most of it caused by the shutting down of one specific plant in Michigan, a very big one uh, that's triggered a shortage of formula, specifically ones designed for infants with food allergies and some medical conditions, those special. In Canada, the situation isn't quite as bad. In fact, it's not bad at all in most places. Uh, retailers say that there is quite a bit of uh, product in, in most, especially the, the regular infant formula in most spots, although there are some um, problems, again, with some of those specialty products. Here's something that uh, Global Halifax did this week, just uh, talking to someone locally about uh, supply issues and the Retail Council of Canada as well about uh, what's happening these days with infant formula in this country. We've had a couple instances where um, we've had to travel to a couple of different stores, two or three different stores to find formula. And so just, it's definitely concerning. As long as people are patient and uh, in some cases, if they're willing to shop around, they, they should be able to find the products that they want. Obviously understanding that when it comes to some of those specialty formulas, there's, there's still a challenge. Now, the, the expectation is that things should be ironed out, at least in terms of supply chain issues in the States by about mid-June, uh, and that any repercussions we're feeling here in this country should be ironed out by then as well, hopefully. But this whole issue sheds light on a much bigger and longer term problem. That is food insecurity for infants in this country, a country where kids under the age of one are among the Canadians living in lowest income households or most Canadians living in lowest income households. Well, joining me now with more on this is Leslie Frank. She's a Canada research chair in food, health and social justice at Acadia University in Nova Scotia and author of Out of Milk, Infant Food Security in a Rich Nation. Thanks for your time tonight. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. Um, you've been studying this for a long, you've been looking into this for quite a while. Uh, what are we seeing here with, with this with this shortage suddenly? And, and what impact is it having? Uh, how is it exacerbating what you were already looking at? Well, that's a great question. This current issue um, around supply shortages that we've seen happening in Canada as a result of the ripple effect to what was happening in the U.S., has layered on to a longstanding problem around infant food insecurity in Canada that I've been studying for a number of years. And what it means is that now I think more, more people than were experiencing the problem before are now experiencing it for the first time. So that's what I, and what I mean by that is access to food for their babies with this new element around the supply of formula not being available that they might need. So it might make sense if I explain the first problem um, around food access, and then you can see how this layers onto it. Yeah. I mean, you, you just did a survey basically showing yeah. that a third of the people, the 800 people that you, that you spoke to are already having trouble finding, um, or at least feeding. Yeah, their, that's their true. The survey was conducted in Nova Scotia um, during the months of January, February, March, and a little bit into April. So we were, you know, in pandemic times. Um, and it asked a lot of questions about infant feeding practices broadly. It also asked questions about access to food and um, measured household food insecurity and then asked some new specific questions around 
food insecurity that might be experienced in families that have children under the age of two. And that had related to the ways in which they were trying to feed their baby and how it might play out in that. And one of the questions around formula access was, have, did you have trouble finding formula in stores near you um, during that time that the survey was put out this year? And about 33, like one third of those that filled out the survey, and, that, and we had about 1,400 families in, in Nova Scotia, so it was a fairly large survey, said that they did have trouble finding formula near them. And then on top of that, about 41% of those families were also food insecure. So, you know, that's income related food insecurity. So that's so those people would have this added burden of finding formula that, you know, that would require perhaps driving to another town or more urban center. Um, that with the price of gas that's currently existing in this province and elsewhere, and um, in general, higher prices of basic needs across the board. So, you know, they would have less money for the purchase of food. Um, and then now this layered on top of that problem of around finding even what you need. So, Leslie, how would you, I mean, what you found within in the writing of the book, and I think the title sort of says it all, Out of Milk, Infant Food Insecurity in a Rich Nation, in an already, in an er- a problem that already existed, how much will this be exacerbating it? And it must be, uh, it must call for some pretty swift action if, in fact, we're given the circumstances with inflation. Um, yeah. You know, Canada is one of the richest countries in the world. The idea that infants are going without is 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 unconscionable. Yeah, and it's just really shameful. And it's almost like it's a perfect storm now. I mean, you know, there's been producing lots of evidence around the problem more broadly, both from talking to families directly, but also quantitatively by looking at data that we know about food insecurity and saying, you know, to what extent does food insecurity impact, for example, breast meeting breastfeeding recommendations and we know that it we've established that connection with the canadian community health survey data and then this new survey that we've conducted in nova scotia will will be able to further look at that but so the 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 early work that i did that you know resulted in this book um was really from stories from mothers um, in the province of Nova Scotia some time ago now. And what I heard from them was, was that while they were very much drawn to breastfeed because of all the reasons most people are, you know, they, you know, for, um, for the health reasons for babies, for example, and mother, there was this added component of, of, being drawn to breastfeeding for because of the inability to afford the alternative, basically. So, you know, this worry about the cost of food, worry about the cost of formula in particular, which is sort of like a high price food commodity. So there was actually really high rates of breastfeeding initiation amongst the women I interviewed. And some were very successful and were able to maintain that. But for many, um, bre- food insecurity made breastfeeding an unsustainable food system. So just like any other food system, 
if we think small scale farming, if a producer of food is not economically secured and can't feed themselves, producing food becomes untenable. Right. I mean, uh, clearly one of the things we've tried not to fall into in this conversation overall is the trap of, 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 of breastfeeding versus formula, right? I mean, oftentimes for parents, these are complementary. Um, parents cannot, mothers cannot breastfeed. So they, so, I mean, so in that situation, the, the formula itself does become an important part of this food system, does it not? Absolutely. I mean, we really underestimate how much Canadian families rely on infant formula as a necessary food item in the household. You know, we know, and it's not an either or thing. I mean, food and, and I study food insecurity. So food insecurity unravels breastfeeding and it unravels formula feeding. And it's because we don't provide enough economic supports for families in order to do the labor of raising and in this instance, feeding children. It takes labor to do both. And both of those food systems have costs related to them. And um, so just like uh, formula feeding is not free, neither is breastfeeding. So it's, it's like not a conversation about how we feed our babies. It's really a conversation of what supports are available so we can do the work of it. Uh, I w- well, I, I wanted to talk about solutions. Uh, we'll take a quick break in a minute. But before we get there, um, are, you, are we already seeing... I mean, what is a family to do if they cannot access the infant formula they need for their child? Well, prior to this shortage, there was a lot of families that couldn't access the formula they needed because of economics. Mm -hmm. And what they did was forage for formula for wherever they could find it. So that might mean looking in food banks to often no avail or what many families were doing were going online to find infant food by a secondhand exchange sites so they could get it a little bit cheaper or perhaps people were gifting what they didn't need on Kijiji and Facebook. And I've, I've actually done some research on that exchange network across Canada and sort of just the extent to which people were looking and sharing and trading infant food online. Now we have people with more resources likely going to those places that less uh, well-off people were using all the time. And so there's more people trying to source food in those alternative markets, which are probably going to make it more difficult for low-income families to even find what they need there. I'm speaking with Leslie Frank, Canada Research Chair in Food, Health, and Social Justice at Acadia University in Nova Scotia and author of Out of Milk, Infant Food Insecurity in a Rich Nation. After this, we will look at what could be done, what can be done, uh, not just in the short term, but perhaps to try and fix the systemic issue here. That's coming up. I'm speaking with Leslie Frank. She's the Canada Research Chair in Food, Health, and Social Justice at Acadia University in Nova Scotia and author of Out of Milk, Infant Food Insecurity in a Rich Nation. We're speaking, of course, about uh, the latest supply chain issues surrounding infant formula and just the sheer number of uh, parents out there who are struggling to find formula if they need it um, and why that is and certainly how it's already exacerbating an issue that existed before, which is access to what is a relatively expensive uh, and necessary part 
of um, of our infant food system in this country. Uh, Leslie, are there solutions here? Is there a way to make sure that this doesn't happen if there are other uh, supply chain issues with infant formula? Well, in terms of the supply chain issues, I mean, certainly Canada has some work to do to stabilize the formula supply, and that's in the short term. They're trying, there's some strides being made around relaxing importing regulations now, but it's really difficult to know how long that will take and how, what, when we can expect improvement. Um, we don't make formula do- domestically for our Canadian market. And um, so there's also some long-term domestic production um, improvements to be made with our own national food security. Um, and that we can say the same thing for any other food item that we are reliant upon importation. I mean, we need to make sure we have food within our national borders. Um, and not be reliant on international markets so heavily, especially this formula market, which relies on a few big players. Um, But in terms of the food access problems more broadly that were already present, which are related to income and income-based food insecurity, we need to deal with these affordability problems and provide better support for families in those early years of parenting. That, um, to support feeding no matter how a baby is fed and whether that be supporting people to uh, have the economic security to breastfeed or supporting families so they're not living below the poverty line and can afford the cost of food. That means adequate incomes, adequate maternity and parental leaves, and better access to those leaves and perhaps newer enhanced child benefits for nutrition support. I know the Americans have uh, one of the reasons there was supply chain issues in the U.S. too is that they sell more formula. There's a, there's a federally funded program, right? Is that something that we would need here? Yeah, well, Canada's never taken the route of food-based welfare entitlements at all. So right. the United States has, you know, um, food stamps historically, and they have the WIC program that's targeted to mother's food to support breastfeeding, but also infant food if, if a baby needs formula. So that, that program has been in the works for many, many years. It's fed, funded by the federal government. Um, it's not without its critique, that's uh, for sure. I mean, the, the U.S. is one that is the biggest purchaser of infant formula worldwide. And, and there's like, you know, we haven't gone that route And I'm not necessarily advocating for that route in Canada. I think that it's much better for families to actually have the economic means to buy the things they need and to do the work of parenting. So they have autonomy in that and they have can, you know, feed their families with dignity. But if there may be some short term, um, real emergency needs, then we, if that is the case around infant formula, we need to ensure that we do it in ways that are dignified for people and not be reliant on inconsistent food charity models um, to fix our food emergencies. I mean, ideally, we avoid the emergency to begin with, and that comes about through, you know, adequate incomes and better 
um, what I would call maternity protections for the early years. You know, many Canadian low-income families don't even ever have access to maternity leave. And imagine if you worked for minimum wage and then your income replacement was 55%. So these are the times of life when families may be the, have the least amount of money. And it's also the time of life that has special nutritional needs. And children under one in Canada have the highest child poverty rates in the country. And that's shameful. So those are our babies um, that, you know, the first 1,000 days of life is our most critical period of time for development, sets our trajectories for lifelong health. And we need to do a much better job protecting them and our future as a nation. I suppose this whole uh, attention that's being paid to this infant formula shortage is just a reminder of a much, much, much bigger problem. Absolutely. And it's sort of raising the alarm. And I think partly because it's not just poor families that are experiencing it, sadly. So it's a bit of a wake up call, you know, when those with resources can't find what they need. And even though they can mobilize their networks of support to maybe find it, you know, the, the, the alarm gets rung a bit louder. Leslie Frank, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show, Ben.